Hello and welcome to Master My Garden podcast, the podcast that helps you master your own garden with useful tips, advice and know-how as you go on the way and journey of mastering your own garden. I'm your host John Jones and it's a pleasure to be with you here today. So let's get stuck in to this week's episode. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number three of Master My Garden podcast with the title For the Birds. In today's episode we'll be talking about wild birds in the garden. Looking at the joy, happiness and energy that they bring to a garden. We'll talk about why we should feed them, how best to position the feeding, feeding areas and nesting boxes within the garden. We'll also be looking at the different types of food and feeders and then we'll see what we can do as gardeners to attract more birds and wildlife into our garden. I hope you enjoy. We'll talk first about the joy, happiness and energy that they bring to a garden. So there isn't really anything um, more fun than watching the birds. Uh, I particularly remember when up in my parents' house, when the first feeders went up, my granddad looking out the window, one of his first comments were, why would you want to feed the birds? And then with in a very short space of time, he would spend hours upon hours just sitting there looking out at them. There's something fascinating about watching them. Um, as I say, there's energy about them. They're fluttering around, they're fighting with one another, they're up and down, they're uh, scouting the area, watching out for threats, and it's just great to watch them. Um, so we feed and have always fed the birds here. Um, we actually only feed two types of food, it's peanuts and uh, nitro seed, but we get a huge variety. Now, probably because there's a lot of hedges around, a lot of hedges with berries on it, so you get the variety, but you also get the protection from the hedges. So the birds that we get plentiful here, we have a lot of goldfinches, which is great because obviously they have the beautiful colours on them. It's something that most people want to attract in. We also have chaffinches, green finches, bunfinches. Um, we have blue tits, and they're great as well because they eat aphids. We have great tits, coal tits, sparrows, siskins, um, thrush as well, which is obviously the gardener's friend as well, eating slugs and snails. And then we have the usuals, the blackbirds, wood pigeons, starlings. Ravens, crows, grey crows, magpies, a couple of those guys you don't necessarily want to see around, but they are extremely clever. Magpies, grey crows are very, very clever. Recently then we've, we have a buzzard which has moved in uh, not too far away. Um, you see it a couple of times a day when the buzzard starts to move around, all the other birds disappear for a little while. Interesting to see them and they are gone very, very plentiful. And then of course we have a robin here. Um, now robins are, for a lot of people, they're a, a sort of a garden friend. Um, regularly people look at them and uh, there's a sort of a mythical property about them. People talk about them being um, a sort of a spirit. Um, and it was interesting when I started researching where that came from. The amount of stories from reputable uh, sources of uh, the robins and how they came to people after somebody had passed on. So it was very interesting to read it because I knew there was something there, but I wasn't quite sure what it was about. So if if you Google that one, you'll come up with some interesting stories. But everyone likes the robin. It's the one that you always try to get in as well. So the question we often get asked is, should we really be feeding the birds? Um, the answer to that is yes. 
And the reason is natural food sources are less available than they were years ago. So if you went back 20 years, hedges weren't cut. Uh, farms were, there was fallow areas on, on farms. But now with intensive farming, hedges are cut tight. Um, a lot of hedges have been removed and cut down to allow for the bigger machinery. Intensive farming means that there's less worms in the soil and less insects as well. So that has contributed to it. Then if you go into the towns and the cities, all of these green areas and parks now are perfectly groomed. And again, there's less uh, wild areas, less fallow areas, which again means that there's less insects and less food, natural food for the birds. So because of that, um, it's quite important that we supplementary feed them. Now, obviously, we're not going to do all of the feeding and we do need to look after them in other ways. But it's good to do that and it's important to do that. I think initially, a good few years ago, a lot of the you know the bird watch people would have said maybe only feed at certain times of the year and some would have said not to feed at all but that has changed now the recommendation now is to feed all year round and particularly to feed in the areas in the times of year when there's big demand so when we get frost snow and also in this you know sort of late spring and early summer when the the chicks are hatched out because there's demand then on the food sources so that's that's why we should feed and it's it's definite that um now we should and we should supplementary feed them so we look now at where we should set up the feeding area so firstly we should put it somewhere where we're able to get a good view of it um, and that's purely from a selfish point of view so if we're just going to set up feeders going to set up a bird table obviously it's going to be nice to be able to sit inside look out the window with a cup of coffee and see the birds and enjoy their as i say their fun and their energy but what we do need um, when we're doing that is we need to have an area that's not too exposed. And by exposed, I mean somewhere where cats could sneak up behind a shed or bigger birds like sparrowhawks, etc., could, could get to them. So what, what we're looking for is we're looking for an area where you have possibly trees, hedging, a wall, a kind of an escape route for the birds or somewhere for them to take a vantage point before they actually move down and start to feed. They can be quite cagey, so... If you have two feeders and if a car drives in, the birds fly off, well, what they'll do is they'll suss it out for a little while. One bird will drop down to a tree nearby, then another one, and eventually they'll all come back. But they, they, they need vantage points, they need places to get away to, so obviously a hedge, uh, trees, all that sort of thing is good. Now, we shouldn't position feeders too close to garden sheds either because what, we can, what can happen there is with, when the food starts falling on the floor, um, or on the ground we leave that there for you know you can get rats under the garden shed and they can come out so ideally you would have it on a on a on a grass area or a paved area but not too close to where where rats and that can hide out but that you have this covered area hedging trees for the birds to to get away so this feeding area wherever we set it up ideally should have a couple of things so we're going to need bird table or a feeding station or boat um, this is somewhere that we're going to hang our bird feeders from. Um, we should have a bird bat, which is for water, and it's important to always have water available for the birds, because especially at times of frost or in the summertime, there isn't there isn't always um, water sources available to them. So it's good to have water there, especially near the feeders, because when when they're eating, they're able to get a drink, they're able to wash themselves, and that's what they do. They splash around in it. Um, so yeah, it's important to have those three elements now. You can make a bird table or you can have a feeding station. It can be it can be very, very simple. All you're looking for is something that 
you can hang your bird, bird, your bird feeders from that's roughly four to five feet off the ground and that you know predators like a cat can't easily scale so that's that's what you're looking for uh, and as i said before you're looking for a couple of escape routes so a hedge tree any anything that the birds can easily get away to if if something becomes a threat to them so that's the how we set up the area and where we set it up as i said looking to have it somewhere where we can where, where we can have good visibility of it ourselves the types of food then that we feed um as i said earlier the, the food that we feed here is peanuts and these are probably the most common food um, it attracts in multiple species it's high in oil and so because of that it's very high in energy particularly at the colder times of the year and it's generally very good value for money as well um, sunflower hearts are sunflowers now they're basically the same thing except the, the the black sunflower as we know it is has a shell on it the birds literally would take that out crack the shell and take out the heart out of it so the hearts are I suppose dearer per kilo or whatever but they are no waste they're essentially like the peanuts that are high energy again and you use the same feeder as you would for peanuts that are a mesh feeder so whether it's black sunflower or sunflower hearts you're using a peanut feeder to feed them the next one then is niger seed and as i said earlier that's one that we use here ourselves um, particularly because we wanted to get a lot of goldfinches in and it has done that so niger seed for all the world looks like lawn seed it's that little small fine seed except it's black in color now i'm not quite sure what the science behind it is but finches absolutely go crazy for this stuff um it's like a drug they will literally jump onto it um they won't touch peanuts when when that's there and there'll be multiple multiple um goldfinches on it and they will fight one another to get the seed so as i say it's really i don't know they really go after that stuff um, they will eat the peanuts obviously but when the two are available together, they will eat, they will eat the niger. Um, the other types of seed then are mixed seeds. Now what you're looking for here is, so you get um, any type of wild bird seed mix. Now they vary, so you can get the cheap mixes and the cheap mixes tend to have a high percentage of cheaper grains like wheat uh, in it. So what you're looking for is you're looking for a better, a better quality mix. So obviously you'll have to spend a little bit more on it, but what that does, it gives you a wider variety of seeds grains um, even mixed corns and things like that but what you get with that is you get a bigger variety of birds coming in so the type of feeder that you need for that now is you need um, the plastic tubular or feeder with with little outlet holes on it and uh, as I say go for the better the better quality mixes because it, it attracts in more birds then there's a huge amount of suet uh, products sold so you can get suet pellets which are little small pellets of suet and um, they're very very high in fat obviously so they're high energy they really like those particularly at very very cold times of the year they're not as palatable to them and they don't seem to go for it as much obviously when the weather is warm but you can get them in pelleted format you can get them in balls with their own specific feeder um, you can get them in cakes and they come with mixed fruit and seeds as well and that's one that you can actually make quite easily yourself so you can buy suet in your supermarket um, melt it down add some raisins oats or other other seeds or any seeds that you can find and then just freeze it and then you can put that out into your feeders so if you want you can you can 
make that food yourself. Uh, fruit or apples or any fruit that's going off particularly and you know if you have fruit that's just on the turn a little bit birds would be quite happy to take that and, and eat it so they're the kind of main foods it's a, it's important to feed a variety of foods you know okay one one is fine it's good um, it, it attracts some birds in but if you're looking for a variety which most people are you're looking to see different types of birds well then the best thing to do is to have multiple types of food or at least two types of food and then that will bring in that will bring in variety of birds now if you're starting fresh with a food and you have got a couple of feeders don't put out a big lot of food at once you know if they haven't if the birds haven't been used to coming to your garden because they won't just turn up tomorrow and eat all that food so put out a small bit attract a few in and as soon as you start to see that they're eating it and that they're looking for it then you can fill up and put lots of it out but if you put out too much at the start you can attract in unwanted pests like rats and so on. So just be careful of that one. Um, then we'll just talk about where you should set up nesting areas. So birds will nest in the garden anyway. So if you have uh, good hedges, they will nest in the hedges. If you have holes like in, in mature trees, holes in walls or that sort of thing. Uh, outbuildings, particularly here like our um, the doghouse at home here, that's where the, the swallows had the two the two nests of, of young last year it was actually in the doghouse they seemed to get on fine they were flying in and out every day and the dogs didn't actually mind them at all um, but they like they like that sort of outhouse area um, garages sheds that sort of thing but if we're going to put extra nesting areas into the garden um, so what we're looking for is we're looking to put up nesting boxes timber nesting boxes with a circular hole on the front now the size of the hole on the front determines the type of bird that you will get to nest into it. And it takes time. They, you won't just put them up today and they'll nest in it tomorrow. They can be quite skeptical. Um, they might like to see it. It could be there a year before actually somebody will lodge in it. Then if you're buying nesting boxes or making them, just make sure that you have some way of actually cleaning it out so that if you're lucky enough to get one nesting into it, that at the end of the nesting season that you're able to clean it out and leave it fresh for the following year because they, they won't come back in if it's if it's dirty um, so that's nesting boxes as I said they're good to add in because it gives them a little bit more of a of a, a holding it becomes their home their area so you, you tend to keep more birds around the place when they have areas to, to nest as well so now that we've set up our feeding area and we know what the best foods are to eat we want to have a look at what we can do as gardeners to ensure that we get more birds in. So depending on the size of garden that we have, there are many things that we can do. Um, I'll give a list, a, a full list of kind of eight, eight things that we can do to attract the birds in. Now, if you have a, a medium sized garden or a small garden, all of these might not be possible, but every one that you do will be beneficial. We'll start off here with the list anyway. Um, so what first item is hedges. So obviously if we've hedges around the place, um, as I said earlier, that gives protection. It gives somewhere to get away. They can nest in the in the hedge, particularly if it's a mature thick hedge. But also, if we're planting a hedge from scratch and we're conscious that we want to attract in more birds, well then we're looking to put in maybe native varieties um, of berry bearing um, plants such as hawthorn, holly, uh, elders, brambles, and then obviously if we can add in trees which that that bear berries as well, that'd be a big help. 
The second thing is uh, to create a log pile somewhere in the garden. So you see a lot of this over the last couple of years where people are putting in insect houses or insect hotels as they call them. But if you have a pile of logs and just leave them there, uh, you will get that um, becomes inhabited by insects. And obviously insects uh, are food for the birds. And so it gives that little bit of extra help there. If we have a veg garden, well then obviously you have slugs and snails. And again, we have birds that would love that in the garden. So it gives a little bit of variety there. Uh, herbaceous borders with seed bearing flowers. Um, so for example, sedums, red hot poker, they're great food sources, especially for finches. So at the end of the year, when the flowers have died back, you just leave them there and the birds will peck at them. And eventually then after that food is, is all expended, we can cut them and, and tidy over. A pond is great as well because you get uh, a different type of insects. So you get your pond insects and your uh, things that you wouldn't get in a normal garden because of the water. Um, you have your pond and marginal plants there as well. And they bring in, as I say, frogs and different things as well. So it's all just adding to the biodiversity, all adding to the possible food sources and reasons why a bird would come into your garden. If you could have a wildflower or a floral meadow in your garden, uh, and not cut it until very, very late in the winter when the flowers have died back and the birds have actually fed on the on the flower tops. And then at the end of the, as I said, the late winter, you can cut them back. Number six then is create a feeding area, um, as we discussed earlier, with all the mixed feeders. So again, just to, to point it out again, what we're looking for is we're looking for a, f a bird table, feeding station, um, bird bat for water, and obviously the feeders. If we have a compost heap in the garden, that also helps. So compost heaps, again, you're you're getting um, worms, insects, and and uh, that sort of thing in there. And again, that's food sources for the birds. And then point number eight is to set up nesting boxes. So that just gives them, as I say, somewhere that they be can become resident within your garden. So that's the that's the eight points, and that would be kind of if you have a large garden. But as I said, any of those, if you have a medium garden or even a small garden, and there's probably one or two of those that you can incorporate and that will help. So you obviously you can do your feeding and then you have these these couple of points that you can add in. So we're getting near the end of the episode now. Um, we've looked at most of the reasons why we should feed the birds, uh, what we can do as gardeners to help them. We've talked a little bit about the, you know, the joy and happiness that they bring to a garden. It really is great fun, particularly with children, um, to be looking at and trying to identify the birds that you have, uh, spotting a new one, learning about them, learning about their habits, seeing how the different types of bird react. Um, it's very, very satisfying. It's also something nice to do. Um, I know when our feeders run low or run out, you almost feel guilty if they're empty. Um, so you kind of... You kind of uh, I don't know, you feel a duty towards them once you've started doing it. But it is something good to do, it's something nice to do. But to be honest, um, they definitely give a lot more back than we give to them. So as I say, you, you hear the the song in the morning, you hear the the energy and the fighting and the playing that they do and you know, you just can't beat that. So it's important it's important to to support them, uh important to try and bring more of them into the garden. As I say the modern modern practices uh, probably mean that they're under a little bit of pressure for food and so on. So it's important that we as gardeners support them. So that's today's episode. 
If any of you want to send your pictures of your feeding errors, you can share them with me on our social channels. You can find me on Facebook, John Jones, Master My Garden, and on Instagram, at Master My Garden. And that's all one word. And if there's any topics that you'd like covered in future episodes, just let us know. Thanks for listening. Until the next time, happy gardening. Mm-hmm.